Sean, and this is Sess with Cass. God, I'm like professionally sorry for that. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Sass with Cass. I'm your host, Cassandra Grodd, and I'm the best-selling author of both Bully and Darling. It is my intention behind creating this podcast to share with you my passion around helping others feel like their most confident selves. Even if this podcast is just able to give you a smile or something to lighten up your day, I really hope that I can share my love for healing, beauty, sex, life, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the Self Love Club. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sales with Chaos. Um so here's the tea. <laughs> Fuck. I actually recorded this podcast two days ago and I listened to it back. Guys, I literally was on a one-woman band rant tangent extraordinaire. I was genuinely like just bitching, like genuinely bitching about my problems and having like the fattest wine for an hour, like a, like an hour. No, and like like 60 minutes, an hour. And I listened to it back and I was like, oh, we're not going to do that. Like, we are not going to cry about our entire life for an hour publicly. So here I am. I am recording this again, <laughs> which I've never done. We've had issues with the audio that's popped up and things like moments we've had to redo questions because the audio's cut out or whatever. It's there's always a bit of a saga when you're doing podcasts with audio and stuff. Um, but I have never actually just listened to an entire podcast and thought I cannot put that out. <laughs> sure you guys would have probably been fine with it and I'm gonna remember the good points I made and touch into it but I overall feel like I'm in a much happier headspace to be recording this and I'm really happy about it I'm gonna dive all into it and talk about why I was in a bad space and what's going on um but firstly I just wanted to check in with you guys and see how you're doing I actually got the insights for the podcast back and I've got to be honest, I was really nervous because obviously when I bring something out that's brand new, like if I bring out a book or a new thing I'm doing, it gets the most attention because it's like new and exciting and it's just happened. So I had the um, insights for two or three episodes and they were really high like they were great they were great starting numbers and I kind of hadn't really asked for my insights since because I kind of thought you know what if it's not so new and exciting anymore and I secretly had this fear I was you know doing these podcasts and like list two people were listening and if there are two people listening to this shout out what's up what's good thanks for being here my homie geez um but 
really, really, really excitingly, that is not the case. (laughs) And the podcast has actually grown to nearly some of the episodes coming in with over double the numbers from the first episodes, which was just so exciting for me and so uplifting because I am putting a lot of work into this. And especially recently, I've been trying to sort of grow this and be... um, sort of more confident with asking people on or trusting my gut instinct about who you guys would find interesting. And it looks like I'm doing a pretty good job. So I hope you enjoyed the Albert episode and the Hannah episode. I know it has been a moment since it was just me who sat down with you. I would love to know if what you prefer, if you like these with just me, or if you do always want to hear a guest, I won't be offended. Um, some of the episodes with just myself actually were some of the highest ranked episodes, but they were on sort of topics about like love and relationships. So let me know. I I love all feedback. Like if you ever have ideas about what you want to hear or anyone you want to hear specifically on the podcast, literally just DM me. I actually do see almost all my DMs. I try very hard to get through everyone. Um, I'll talk about that a bit. (laughs) soon but I also just wanted to quickly take the space to say thank you so so much for being here and listening to this it's such a blessing and a joy for me to put these out I'm really enjoying it I honestly really love doing I don't know if podcast is a form of social media would we consider it a form of social media but I love doing something that's disconnected from appearance if that makes sense. When you're seeing someone on Instagram, you're only seeing their like best moment with a filter on like that, that still photo. And then doing something like this, it actually gives me a chance to talk to you and express my like feelings and emotions and ideas, which is honestly like who I am. So I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. Can't thank my friends at the Raw Collective who helped me distribute and edit this. I really appreciate them. And Yeah, I can't wait for this to grow. We have some super exciting episodes coming up, some really exciting people coming up. So yay, thank you for being here. I just wanted to say that really quickly. Uh, Also, it's been a minute since we just sat down, so I'm going to update you a tiny bit on me. (laughs) I'm going to update you on me. (laughs) Time to just... Clearly, clearly I come on these podcasts and it's just... How to deload your stress with Cascrod. How to motherfucking push some of my shit onto you guys. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have been... Number one, I took my eyelash extensions off. If you know me, that's kind of the same as me taking my armor off. Your girl has natural lashes. And I am loving it. Like, I'm actually loving it. Shout out the Blink Studio where I go to get lash extensions. She tinted my lashes and I'm thinking about getting a lash lift. So that's really exciting. Point of me telling you this is one thing I've been loving is like sleep masks. Like sleep masks when you go to sleep. Apparently it's really good for your hormones to be like totally in black light when you're sleeping. So I can link the one I got, not sponsored. I've just been loving sleep masks. I have also been loving the show Money Heist 
on Netflix. My friend Laura Hadlow, shout out Laura, go follow her on Instagram, put me onto it, and it is so bomb, guys. So if you haven't listened to Money Heist, or sorry, listened to Money Heist, you're not going to listen. If you haven't watched Money Heist, definitely get on that. I am not the biggest show person. I always have a book going. Uh, so for me to be really, really obsessed with a show that like isn't euphoria is pretty crazy. Um, it's filmed in Spanish, so you can either watch with English subtitles or you can turn the characters to have a voiceover in English, which is what I did. Uh, or if you're Spanish, then you can just listen in Spanish. Um, <laughs> also one little shout out I want to give really quickly of something I've been enjoying has been the Girls Gotta Eat podcast. I don't know if you guys have listened to Girls Gotta Eat, but it has that Call Her Daddy vibe, but Call Her Daddy has been coming under a bit of heat recently in the public eye, public image, whatever you want to call it, because some people have kind of come to the conclusion that the Call Her Daddy advice is somewhat toxic or immature, and I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with that. I think there's such a space for Call Her Daddy. I think Alex Cooper is the absolute goat. Like, she is the founding father. But if you want a podcast that has that Call Her Daddy vibe in terms of being super honest and raw and open and kind of, like, somewhat vulgar or very um, realistic about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, uh, Girls Gotta Eat has that vibe. But it is just... I mean, the the hosts are quite a decent bit older (laughs) than Alex Cooper. So they are just a bit more mature and I find their advice really heartwarming and helpful and realistic. Um, and just very, yeah, mature and things I would actually follow because yeah, it's cool to get a different perspective. So I've been loving those girls. I wanted to shout them out super quickly and those are all my current favorites. So after, after that, let's jump into this episode. This episode is called Protect Your Energy. Um, Every time I kind of do that singing thing, I want to kill myself. No, so Protect Your Energy. Why have I decided to record a podcast on this? Well, let me tell you. It has been coming up recently to no end. So the last two-ish weeks, guys... I would say my predominant emotion has genuinely been anger, which if you know me is very weird because I'm not an angry person, but I have just been feeling pissed off, like pissed off at people who I shouldn't be pissed off at, pissed off at people being nice to me, pissed off at people letting me in in the traffic, pissed off at people making me coffee, just pissed off. And I felt really frustrated and tired. If we're going to talk about astrology, we do have Mars squaring Saturn right now. And Mars is kind of like your ego and Saturn is your like career hopes and desires. So them squaring off kind of means that there you'll be feeling a sense of delay especially a sense of delay in terms of things you really want, maybe career things, uh, love things, fame, all those kind of categories, social media, but mainly just kind of a delay between your true authentic self because this like ego self is kind of wanting things really quickly. It's wanting 
these blessings you might be calling in or these these career things, these huge moments you might be wanting to come in really, really fast. And Saturn is kind of looking at us and being like, yo, 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 slow down. You know, do you really want this? Who are you? Reflect. And the shift that we're being forced or pushed to look at is how we handle that resistance and that pause and that delay. How do you handle when you're not getting what you want? And I I guess that those of us who do learn to look inwards and reflect on that will reap the rewards is kind of what, you know, the astrologers I've been following have been saying. So it's not a big surprise that I've maybe been feeling this super frustrated energy that's been about. Um, But the thing with me is when I'm feeling irritable and angry, tired, drained. I'm someone who eats healthy consistently. I work out, I move my body, I drink water. I really do not drink alcohol very much at all. Like before Saturday night, I went out on Saturday night for my friend Livy's birthday. Before then, I hadn't had a drink since the Eat Lit Food podcast, which was about five weeks ago. So I'm really not I'm trying to take a big step back from alcohol. I just find that it doesn't sit very well with me and it has quite a big impact on my creative brain and my ability to write, which is really important for me right now. I'm writing my third book. Uh, So I've been taking like a big step back from like socializing, I guess, in a way. So when I'm feeling those types of feels, I kind of know that it's not so much a physical thing and it's probably a lot more what's happening mentally. So when I'm feeling a little bit down and for better words drained, I like to look at what I take quite seriously in my life which is this concept of energetic drain. And I don't know if this is like a science term, maybe it is. This podcast is literally just like my opinions on this but energetic drain and what causes it it's something that I feel very passionate about and that is why I've come up with this podcast of like protect your energy so what is energetic drain what causes it what is it so if you think about your aura or your vibration or your energy field it's kind of comprised of things like your love, your compassion, who you are, and what you're emitting out to the world, your personal source. And everyone's energy is different for the sole reason that everyone has different things that ignite them and create energy within them. So if you're an introvert, you're probably going to get your energy from hanging out a lot alone, reading, writing, painting, whatever it is, just hanging out, chilling. If you're an extrovert, you're going to get your energy from being around other people And that's a basic sense of it. But then going in deeper, you're going to create your energy from things you love, things that light you up, being with people you love, doing things you love, feeling like you have purpose and passion. So souls, in my opinion, that are more aligned with their purpose here on earth are going to have a bigger supply of energy than souls who are maybe more out of alignment and struggling. So this kind of comes into my point of these different like levels and different vibes of pots of gold think of your energy like a pot of gold some people have a really full pot of gold some people don't so 
one thing that happens if you've got a pretty decent pot of gold, you've got a pretty decent energy aura field, is you're going to attract energy vultures. And energy vultures are essentially people who want to plug in to your energy source and take from you to fill themselves up. So they're people that are struggling to find the answers or create the energy for themselves and they're relying too heavily on others to fulfill them or fulfill their needs. I'm obviously talking about this in an energetic sense, but it can be talked about in kind of any sense. I'm sure when I'm talking about this, you guys know the exact kind of people I'm talking about. I sort of have this theory that there's two types of people in the world. There's like power sockets and then there's people who are cords and who just want to plug into the power sockets. It's honestly completely fine to be either one of those things, but if you're feeling super knocked out, if you're feeling fatigue and irritability and dizziness, if you feel like you you go to work out and you don't feel strong, if you feel mentally weak, okay, also like pause, if you are feeling like genuinely those things, probably go get a blood test and like get tested for like your iron levels. But if you know you're physically all good, like I am, I have had blood tests regularly and stuff, and you think this could be what's affecting you, I want you to take kind of note, and this is what I'm going to be talking about, take note of who's in your life and how they're making you feel. So you've got to realize that every single thing, person, place, situation, house, car, pet, everything has like a little hook on a thread and they just, it's like a fishing hook, they hook into your energy. So you're constantly streaming your energy out of these out to these people and these things that have hooked into you. It's not a bad thing. Everyone has them. But if you've got a lot of hooks in you, you're giving out a lot of energy to other people that you might need for yourself. So one of my friend's older sisters told her to tell me, <laughs> told her to tell me, but she had this great point of when you give to other people, you want to make sure... If you're thinking about that pot of gold, you're giving from the spill of the gold. You're giving from the overflow of the gold. You're not giving from your full pot because you need your full pot. You're giving from the excess. It's kind of hard to pick these people sometimes because often in my life, the people who have been the most draining are the people who appear to be maybe very close to me you know when you have an energetic vulture or someone draining your energy or draining your energy field I'm not saying that they're like this big bad monster with you know a cloak on like I'm here to suck your energy like a vampire it's it can be subtle and that's kind of why I'm making this is to bring this to your attention because I think we all have people who look at what we're doing and want a piece of it, I think there's varying degrees of people who have good intentions behind that and bad intentions. I think there's people who might see what you've got going on and want to kind of suck you dry of your resources a little bit to bring you down. You know, that you might feel this in friendships or in acquaintances where they make those little comments, you know, those little backhanded comments that you try not to let get to you but they actually really weigh on your mind and you drive away thinking about them those people who you know what guys like 
pay attention to how you feel around people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because you ever hang out with someone and you leave and you just feel really shitty about yourself? That is an energetic vulture. And we've all got them. It can be hard to do this process of realizing who's bringing you down and who's draining you and who might not have your best intentions at heart because they might be some of the people closest to you. You know, I've definitely, definitely had friendships who I thought were, you know, my ride or die friends who I thought totally had my back. But when the chips were down and their true colors came forward, they weren't there to go to my book tour or they didn't even ask me about my book or they haven't even asked me about this podcast or they don't ask me about my social media or or even just like how the fuck I am and it sometimes it takes like a really big event to realize that you've got an energy vulture or maybe someone who's not a true friend and that's shitty I know it's shitty I'm sorry that that happens but it just does um So when you've got these, you know, these hooks and these lines connecting into you that I've been talking about, they go both ways, right? So you've got hooks and energy lines into other people, people that you rely on, places that you rely on, things you rely on that fill you up and make you feel good. And that's totally cool because that's an energetic exchange. That's when you're sending your vibes out to someone and they're sending it back, you know? The people I'm talking about are the people that just hook into you and just take from you. Because I know the people who listen to this podcast are bad bitches. I know you've got shit going on. I know you're motivated. I know you're trying to create something or do something. I know some of you study some really inspiring, interesting things. I get messages from you guys about what you're up to and... I genuinely have the coolest people who hang out with me and listen to me speak and, you know, follow me on Instagram or whatever. But especially if you listen to this podcast, it means you're open to something. It means you're open to looking at life a different way because I look at life a different way. So if you're listening to my opinion, I know that you believe in this kind of thing and you believe in source. And if you have that light, you're going to be like a light bulb where moths fly up and they float to you and they just like, you know, they want to fucking hang around the light bulb. And then what happens? The light bulb runs out of energy. It turns off and the moths go, ah, that one's drained off to the next one. And they just move on and leave you in their dust. I'm sure you've had that feeling of being left in the dust. I'm going to tell you something that I did recently. Please don't interpret it as selfish. Please just interpret it as, I guess, a way to figure this stuff out. I actually made an inventory list of my life. I often talk about like taking inventory of things, taking inventory of your life. I really want to promote to you guys that you do that. So what I did was I wrote on the left-hand side of my page, like work, colleagues slash work contracts and then on the right hand side of my page I wrote like friends family members names just names and I listed all these people anyone I could think about anyone who I texted recently anyone who's in my most recent dms anyone who's in my most recent facebook messages I wrote all their names and then I got colored pens and I did like a color 
coded situation. So I got like a blue pen, I'd color it in and I'd write, write equality that meant something to me that I wanted my friends to show me because I feel like I show them that quality. I wrote things like loyalty, self-confidence, you know, all these, a bunch of different qualities. And you can make this like grade up to what suits you best. So for me, for instance, I find it, I think it's important to me that my friends ask me about my shit, care about my books, care about my podcast, care about my social media. They don't need to buy every book and like come to every show or whatever, but I, it's important to me that they care about that stuff because I care about what they're up to. So some of my grading scales would be like bought a book or read a book or ask, ask me about a book, you know? And then I went through all my friends and I'd go for like the one color. So let's say loyal. So I'd pick up the blue friend, the blue friend, Jesus Christ, the blue pen. And I'd read all the names and I'd tick beside each person who I thought displayed that quality. And I, w- I worked all the way down. I had about a, a graph of probably 10 to 12 qualities that I felt like I gave my friends in my own way, that I give that energy back to them. And I looked at all these people in my life or people surrounding me and the results were quite shocking because I figured out that the people who had the least amount of ticks were the people who expected the most from me were the people who made me feel like a bad friend because I was the one not hanging out with them enough or always busy or blah, 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 when they haven't even acknowledged the fact that I've even written one poem over across three years. And it's kind of like, that's out of order. <laughs> that's not kind of good enough. And I, I please don't interpret this as selfish because... I'm only doing it because when I love, I love really hard and I'm very happy to give my energy to people because I have a lot of it, but I want to be giving it to people who give it back to me because what I figured out was the people with the most ticks I was giving the least energy to because I thought, oh, that person knows that I care. Oh, that person knows that I love them. Oh, that person knows that they're important to me. Do they? Do they? If you aren't checking in on them because you're checking on all these other low-grade friendships and low-grade people, does that person who's actually giving you all the energy feel the same back? No. And that is, I think, where this can go really wrong. I'm happy I did it because it made me redirect and rethink where I was placing my time, my care, you know, my focus, my brain power, my love, my energy. And I wrote that list in my phone of the people with the most ticks and I made a really conscious effort this week to talk to them more, to check in on them, to ask them how their work is going or how they're feeling. Um, and they're the people who I want to remember the important things, you know, I want to remember their birthday and get them a nice present or, you know, I, I, I want to look after their family, look after them if I can ever in the future. They're the people who what's mine is theirs you know, the people I want to put on, who I want to help out, who I want to hang out with and be around because they inspire and they lift me up. And I looked at all these like people with no ticks and I just went, dude, what are you doing, Cass? You know, those are the people taking the most of your day up? No way. So as I said, I put it in my phone and I wrote like 
the top ticks and then the middle ticks who I kind of give like a middle range of energy and then the lower ticks who get like the lower range of energy. I know it sounds terrible. I mean, I'm not meaning to like rank people. I just think that I'm a really visual person. I don't know if you guys are like visual learners, but when someone says to me, like I can imagine if I was listening to this podcast about energetic drain and energy vultures, I'd be like, oh, I kind of know who might be doing that, blah, blah, blah. But seeing it in front of you and getting crystal clear and being able to actually see a visual representation of how people are showing up for you makes it easier to follow, at least for me, which is why I'm telling you about it. And hopefully it helps. If you uh, want to do it, send me a photo. I'd love to see a photo of you guys making your list. It's really cool. Um, The thing that actually sparked this podcast is I get asked for advice quite a lot. And I don't know why I'm someone that people ask advice from. I have always been that person. Like, I was giving sex advice when I was a virgin. (laughs) I, I just have always learned about life in a different way and been interested in a different side of it and how people work. Um, I did grow up pretty fast. I'm also an incredibly old soul. Like if you meet me in real life, people are like, holy shoot, I feel like you've walked this earth 400 times. And it's, I genuinely feel like that. I, I, I literally feel older than my parents. Um, and a lot of like psychics have said that to me, like, well, you've got loads of past lives. And I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm an old soul. But uh, uh, so I get it asked for advice a lot and I don't know if it's just 2020 or the current state of things, but recently it's been a lot of people and I want to be able to answer to everyone and help everyone. But when friends are going through things, my family is going through things, I'm going through things and I've got the weight of 30,000 people going through things as well. You know, I believe that if you read my book, if you read one of my poems, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I believe that that's my energy. You know, I believe my energy is truly in every single book that's been printed. So it's a lot to give out and it's a lot to put out to people. And it takes a lot of energy to be this open and be this vulnerable on a platform like I am. I'm not having a big like cry, poor me, The point of my story is this girl messaged me and she was like, thank you so much for your advice. Um, She's like, I'm so surprised that you don't get drained giving so much energy out to everyone. And I laughed and I messaged her back and I said, oh my God, if you could know, like this is the thing I talk about with my friends so much is that often it does just feel like a lot, you know? And I love doing what I'm doing. I'm so blessed to be doing what I'm doing. I love that you guys feel comfortable coming to me. You can always come to me. I want you to know that. You can always, always, always talk to me. I'm always here for you. But I think for myself, it's taking note of how to make sure that my cup is full, you know? So I'm in a really good space to help you guys. And I'm in a healthy head space to help you guys. Because when I'm tired, you know, I'm just like a human. I'm I'm a human. I'm not, you know, on form cask rod, confident, bikini bitch, ass out 24-7. You know, if I'm in my bed, I've had a shitty day at 10 p.m., I'm probably not going to give you the most crystal clear advice because my own emotions are coming into it. It's about, for me, I guess, learning how to look after myself and give energy more efficiently so that I can help you guys better. 
And I'm actually in the process of creating a really cool platform to be able to do that. But in case you've ever wondered that, because I think people do wonder that, it does get to me, you know? I'm not an ever-ready battery who's constantly productive and pumping the shit out, you know? Everyone has low points and everyone experiences this and everyone needs to take time off. Like, I don't know why in society it's become so, like, like bad to just take a rest, to, like, take a break. It's, like, looked down on. Like, I hear songs all the time and it's, like, this is big Sean song that's, like, fuck a vacay, I feel better at work. And it's, I get what he means because when I'm really on my hustle and really in flow with what I'm creating, I would feel the exact same way. But fuck work, take a vacay. Let's redo the song. You know, I really do want to encourage people to take a breather and check in on their mental health and to take the space to look at who's in your life and how they're affecting you and how they make you feel. Take a day off. Sit in bed, guys. Like, do things that light you up. Things that light you, light you up might be eating an entire freaking packet of, like, brownies or, like, cookie dough. And that's all good. That shit happens. Um, I'm going to roll on from this into something I want to touch on quite briefly, and that's something called energetic contracts. Energetic contracts, it's kind of a spiritual term. Some of you might not have heard of it before. Some of you might have. Basically... Entering into an energetic contract with someone, the the best way I can describe describe it to you guys is in kind of like a relationship sense, but someone who's not your partner, like boyfriend, girlfriend, someone you're just kind of seeing. So have you ever been seeing someone who I'm I'm a girl who likes guys, so most of the time. So <laughs> fuck. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Settle it up. Um so <laughs> should I edit that out? Fuck it. So have you ever been treated by a guy or a girl? Okay, I'm going to use guy because, right, whatever. Have you ever been treated by a guy who makes you feel like you're his girlfriend? He asks you for really, you know, serious advice and gets you to, you know, do things for him. You meet his family. You sleep with him all the time. You hang out but you're not officially dating and you're not his girlfriend and every time you've brought up the conversation, he's shut it down or he's avoided it and it's been like a long time, like a year or two years or three years. You have entered into an energetic contract where this is pushing your boundaries. It's actually going beyond what you want, but he knows that he's signed his energy to you and that you will be providing him with this service with things that he wants, which is a girlfriend on tap or free sex or whatever with no consequences. And that's because you're still going over and you're still doing it, right? You're still entertaining it. You're keeping up your side of that energetic bargain. If you wanted to change that energetic contract, you'd have to go to his house and he'd try and make out with you and you'd be like, hey, no, sorry, I'm not interested in sleeping with you tonight. Or, you know, you'd sit down and you'd say, hey, I'm no longer willing to, you know, give you advice or, you know, hang out with you or do your grocery shopping with you unless I'm your girlfriend. Will you make me my girlfriend, your girlfriend, yes or no? And if he's like, no, I won't, then you leave. Then you break the contract. But what's happening is you're not putting your foot down. You're not 
actually implementing your boundaries. You might think that you are, you might feel that you are, but you're not giving that clear cut crystal kind of ultimatum-ish energy. So you're staying in this contract. You're fulfilling your end of a contract. That is an energetic contract. The problem with it is, is that this has happened because somewhere down the line, you signified that you were okay to be treated like this. You signed that contract. You said, oh, I'm okay to be this hookup buddy with this girlfriend energy, when in reality you're not. You didn't stand up for yourself. You didn't come to the negotiating table with your exact set of regulations, of laws, of things that you require that you need. I think women can do this quite easily in relationships because there's an energy that you want to be you know, kind of like the good girl who's always available and like easygoing and carefree, it's actually really destructive to act like you're all happy chappies and fine with everything that's going on when you're actually not and you want more from the situation and this other person isn't giving you what you need to feel secure or confident in that relationship. So that's a really like blunt and obvious way of talking about energetic contracts. But Guys, you have them with nearly everyone. You know, when you think of someone who you're around before they even open their mouth, how they make you feel? Or a boss, a boss who might have only said good things to you, but when they're around, you shake in their boots. That is an energetic contract. Your soul and your psyche can feel that that person is actually maybe manipulating you, pushing you down, keeping you small, or lo and behold, is definitely or definitely feels like they're better than you or more than you, which is not true. No one in the entire world is better than you. No, everyone's equal. I hope that that is kind of landing. The point of me talking about this is you can have energetic contracts from past lives. You can have energetic contracts from, you know, From birth, from birth till death, you can have energetic contracts with bad spirits, good spirits, past spirits, aliens, anything. I mean, this is getting a little bit into like Cass Woo Woo spiritual territory. If we look at it from the past lives angle, all of us have had past lives. Well, actually not all of us, but a huge amount. If you're interested in learning about what past lives you might have had, lives that you've lived, how you died, who was in your life, it's also very um, likely that there might be people who are showing up in your current life who are from your past life, like your dad may have been even your daughter or your sister in a past life. You don't. It's it's completely open to whatever. Um, you can actually get a past life regression with a medium or psychic or even like an angelic Reiki healer. So I do them. Uh, I'm not fully qualified to do them yet, guys. I will be soon. I'm not sure if I'm going to offer that service one-on-one, but I've gone back and looked at a couple of my past lives, uh, which is very interesting. It sheds a huge amount of light on how you might behave now. So the point is, you know, let's say in a past life you have a dad and your dad in your past life killed himself 
and you were so distraught that you ended up killing yourself really young, then in this lifetime you might have great issues with abandonment, that same father might have come back into your life as a brother, and now you've got an energetic contract with him to for him to never leave you or to have a really close relationship, something like that. So that's just one random example I'm literally making up off the top of my head. But my point is that we have these constant negotiations going on. It kind of explains why you have or can have such strong gut instincts about people or why you can have very, very big emotional reactions to small events. You know, like has someone important in your life ever like forgotten to lock your car or something and you just completely blew up and you were like, whoa, where has that come from? That's actually triggering a sort of vulnerability and sore spot that might be coming from something that's happened in a past life or even in your current life, a contract, an energy contract that means you're sensitive to that exact thing. So it's just a little bit of food for thought for you guys um, to just kind of be aware of. The other thing that I really want to talk to you guys about is sex. So the energy of sex. In my opinion, Sex is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, energy exchange on the planet. And I truly, truly wholeheartedly disagree with people who are able to just maybe sleep with whoever they want to, anytime, as many, whenever, and they're super, super casual about it. By the way, there's no problem with that. All power to you. You do you. We've all had our moment in the sun. Absolutely no problem. But my point is they are going to affect you, right? That is the ultimate energy cord. That's the ultimate energetic contract. And how you engage in that from the start, like from the very first moment you sleep with someone, creates a vibe and atmosphere for what that relationship will be. And I'm not saying that timing necessarily matters. I guess it does. I more mean where your self-worth is at that point and how you carry yourself and how you communicate what you value and need. So it's not, you know, all that like corny dating advice, like make him wait four weeks or like don't sleep with him on the first date. Like one guy I was seeing for like a year and a half, I slept with the day I met him. Whereas another relationship I had, I didn't sleep with him for like four months. So it's completely, I think, in my opinion, irrelevant. But what is relevant is where you are in yourself, how good you feel about yourself and how strong you are and where your ideals and boundaries lie and how you communicate that to that other person. Does that make sense? But the reason I bring this up, okay, have you ever had a situation where you've slept with someone or you've been seeing someone or even you have a boyfriend, like an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, whoever the heck, and you, you, you go, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to cut this off. I'm ready to step back and move on. I'm done. See you later, bitch. It's been a nice ride. And you completely decide to change your energy, change your focus. And this doesn't mean have a breakup, right? This could be after a breakup. This could be a year after a breakup. But you just feel yourself make the choice to detach from them. And then bang, they message you. 
bang, they call you, bang, they pop up on your social media, bang, you run into them. Just as you were slipping away and moving away, they send you that text, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up with you? That is an energetic contract. And what's happening is that you've still got that hook, line, and sinker into that person, and they've got a hook, line, and sinker into you. You are still in that contract, and that person has felt, whoa, 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 whoa. Her end of the contract, her her constantly being in love with me and infatuated with me and obsessed with me and her always being in my life and her being an option, even though I'm not treating her well, but I've kept her as an option in the side of my head, she's suddenly not open to that. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's starting to go against the contract rules. She's looking elsewhere. Oh, hell no. That is genuinely like how it works. Like people can feel it in their gut instinct, in their vibration, in their nature. Anyone you want to be in contact with, you can be in contact with on another dimension. Like I'm not kidding. You can talk to any soul on another dimension. I completely believe in that. That's why we have dreams where important people in our life will come to us and say things. That's a message. That's them talking to us through another dimension. Or I don't know, have you ever heard someone's voice in your head out of nowhere or, you know, something's fallen off your desk with something that reminds you of them, right? Every single one of us is constantly in co-creation and communication. I wholeheartedly believe that. You might not believe in that, guys. This is what I believe in, okay? I'm not saying you have to. But I am explaining that energy dance, okay? You're constantly tangoing and dancing with people. So that's why people pop back up into your life. They come through. They won't let you move on because they feel you letting go of this bargain, So you're probably all sitting there and you're thinking, okay, Cass, energetic drain, I get it, I know what it is, energy vultures, life inventory, energetic contracts, I'm with you. How the fuck do we cut this? How do we stop it? It's a really good question. How do you cure it? Number one, as I mentioned, I think you do need to know who the culprit is to cure the cause. So taking things like in life inventory list, getting really clear on who and what aligns with you. And guys, this can also be done in terms of not people, but situations. So some of the biggest energetic drains on you could be things like you not wanting to I don't know, I'll use the example of uni. I think it's a really obvious one. Your parents wanting you to study a certain something at uni and you really, really don't want to. You're most likely going to feel super drained. You're going to feel out of alignment. You're going to feel unhappy. You're going to feel depressed because it's not your soul's purpose. So those of you in jobs that aren't igniting you or um, aren't making you feel good, those of you in relationships, those of you living in houses or spaces or cities that you can feel aren't in alignment with you, they will also be draining you. So you can do that inventory list and do a scale of things, you know, that you value in terms of actual situations and not people. So get really clear on what's in your life that's giving back to you. 
you know, places, people, things. And now also when I'm saying this stuff, guys, I don't think that you should unenroll in uni and move cities and, you know, fuck your car because it's not a Maserati. It's about taking actionable steps to change your reality. You know, if that uni thing relates, can you talk to your mum and dad and say, hey, this subject really doesn't align for me. I know that it's actually a huge wish of yours and you wish you'd studied this, but I'm actually going to go in this different direction and I hope you can support me. Is there a way I could study both these things or that kind of vibe? If the city you're living in you can feel brings you down, it's about starting to save up, getting a part-time job, creating a fund and open a bank account and call it move to Paris fund and put some money in it each week. And one day that's going to add up. It's going to make you feel better guys too, when you're making realistic moves towards something. You know, we can't make everything happen at once. That's one thing I struggle with. I think that I'm going to have this book deal drop from the sky and this insane like podcast, you know, supporter come on or all this like money from Instagram deals or or do merchandise and do all these these things they want to do. It's not all going to happen at once. And that means that I shouldn't stop trying. That means that I'm just going to itch away at it like a mountain climber climbing up a mountain with a little toothpick. I'm going to go climb, 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 climb. And sometimes I'm going to stop and I'm going to take a drink and I'm going to take a break. And then I'm going to get back up there because I believe that what I can create and what I can bring into my life is greater than what I have now. It doesn't mean I'm not, you know, grateful for what's in my life right now. It just means that I am on the pursuit of making my dream life. Doing that, the practice of acknowledging and committing to that, that's an energetic contract. And that's an uplifting energetic contract. The better you vibrate and the clearer you get on you, who you are, what you need, your life purpose, the better people are going to start to surround you. When you vibrate higher, you're going to notice that people in lower vibrations are going to actually start to completely drop off. You ever feel like you're growing away from your friends? That's what I'm talking about. Not all friends, just some friends, not all friends. But so take that inventory, right? Get clear on what needs to change and be realistic about how you can change it. From there, you can do energetic cord cutting meditations, uh, rituals. I'm going to link a few in the show notes if you are interested. A really just simple one, guys, is you can sit by yourself visualize your energy field, certain people, those certain names that might have low ticks or the places that might have low ticks and call to Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, or just call to your spirit guides, call to your higher self, call to God, whoever you want, and ask them to cut those cords. Cut the cords with love in front of you, behind you, to the side of you, above you, underneath you, and heal the cut cords with golden light and blessings. You can do that meditation like every day. If it doesn't resonate for you to meditate, you can just write that out. Write out, dear angels, dear spirit guides, I am asking you to cut all my energetic cords, cut them from my past lives, cut them from my current lives, cut them from anything. Like shake me off, let this energy be mine. I will like warn you guys when you're going through this process, 
it can, in the following weeks afterwards, you can see like a resurgence of people in your past start to come up and be very, very needy or people who you are trying to step back from becoming very, very needy. Um, So just be aware of that and stay super true to yourself and super strong in who you are. Because at the end of the day, what's going on is you're burning out. People are burning you out. And that's kind of what I've been going through these last two weeks and why I think I felt a bit low. I've been really thinking about a quote and I posted this on Quotes with Cass. Observe, don't absorb. You know, you're constantly going to see things on the media or hear the news or even just walk down the street and hear things or people are always going to tell you shit to bring you down. You're always going to have people who don't want you to do well or better than them and it's their own shadow and their own projection coming forward. Observe their shit, but don't absorb it. Don't bring it on. Don't let people hook into you and bring you down. Another really good tip is I actually carry a crystal. I carry, um, God, I'm forgetting what it's called. I think it's a celestite. And I imagine, no, green fluorite. I carry green fluorite. And whenever someone's around me that I can feel is possibly an energetic vulture or an, or just a drain, just like an energy drain, I hold that crystal in my hand or if I'm not in their position to be able to hold it, I imagine their, their voice, their words, the stream of the energy of what they're saying going completely and straight into that crystal. I imagine it all going into the crystal like a funnel, like they're on this like water slide of words into the crystal. Even their energy or their vibes, if I don't like your vibes, I'm just like, you're going in my crystal, bitch. And I periodically actually like sage that crystal. It's really important to sage your tools to clean the energy of them. But that's another really good tip to just shake off people who are trying to get too close to you because I know you guys and I know how special you are and cool you are. It's really important to protect what you've got going on. It's so beautiful to give back to other people and to help other people. I know a lot of you guys do help other people, but you need to look after yourself. It's like that corny little quote, like put the your own oxygen mask on before helping others. It's really true because the better you are, the more secure you are, the more light you have for yourself, the more energy you have for yourself, the more you will be able to give to others, right? You're going to create that spill over from that pot of gold. But if you just keep giving and giving and giving and not getting anything back, you're going to end up in those energetic drain burnout phases. And, you know, no one needs that. I don't want that for you guys. I want you guys to have people in situations that light you up and bring you so much joy. That's all I want for you. So I hope that was some help. Um, I hope that resonated. It's just something that honestly has been coming up for me the last two weeks that I thought could be helpful. I actually had another episode planned with a guest, but I just honestly really felt like having a sit down chat and being super honest with you guys, just talking about some things that have been coming up for me in the hopes that they land for you and to maybe give you a couple ideas and insight into your own life and what's coming up. I hope you're all well. Uh, Happy Libra season, by the way. It's my birthday in like two weeks. I'm a Libra. 
and I'm excited to celebrate. So I think we have an episode coming out the day before my birthday, which is really, really cool. Um, And I hope you're all doing well. I know the world continues to be in a gnarly place and I want you to know I'm always here for you and I'm always working to be my best self to answer to you guys and to be there to support you because I really appreciate that you come to me for advice. You know, I don't want you to interpret any of this as like, everyone asked me for advice, so I'm drained. Like, I really didn't want to come across like that. It's kind of just my learning and my process of stepping into being my higher self, uh, which is really exciting. Um, so thank you for the love on the podcast. Thank you for the amazing insights. Thank you for the feedback. I actually didn't ask listener questions for this episode, which is the first episode ever that I've done that. I just wasn't, um, feeling it for some reason. I just wasn't in the headspace. So anyway, uh, I will be back asking for listener questions in the next few weeks. You know where you can find me at Cassandra Grodd at Quotes with Cass on my website, www.cassandragrodd.com slash shop if you want to buy either of my books, Bully or Darling, or the dream team of both of them together. You know where we're going to be, same time, same place, in two weeks for another Sass with Cass episode with more amazing guests. I am working my ass off to launch a really exciting project, hopefully next year or the end of this year, if we're really lucky. Um, so really awesome things coming up and thank you for being with me on this ride. Uh, thank you for doubling my numbers just in the last couple of months. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. Loads of love guys. Keep in touch. Bye. Hey.